Welcome back to the Liberators Network podcast. I am Christian Verwijs, and in this series we're reading some of our most popular posts on Medium. In this episode, we're covering one of the more radical myths in Scrum. The belief that plans and planning have no place in Scrum at all. This myth surfaces in many different ways. One example is a Scrum team that developed a strong aversion to the words plan and planning, proudly proclaiming that we don't create plans in Scrum. Another example is a Scrum master that refused to have the Scrum team even consider what might happen in the sprint after this one. Yet another example is the belief that Scrum teams aimlessly build products without having an overarching goal or a sense of direction. In a more subtle way, this myth also surfaces when Scrum teams work with more traditional teams or departments that require plans. Simply stating that we don't use plans in Scrum in this case is not very helpful. So, let's begin by taking a look at what the Scrum Guide has to say. The guide makes 19 mentions of the word planning. Plan occurs 9 times. None of these occurrences are in the form of a thou shalt not. In fact, the simple reading of the Scrum Guide makes it quite clear that there is a lot of planning going on in Scrum, and that there are quite a few plans generated along the way. For example, during sprint planning, the Scrum team collaboratively plans the work that will be performed in the sprint. The resulting plan is captured in a flexible sprint backlog and an overarching sprint goal that provides focus and guidance. Next to the selection of what needs to be done, another topic of the sprint planning is how the development team will deliver this work. This plan is usually captured in a decomposition of work for the first couple of days of the sprint. Or take the daily scrum, where the development team plans work for the next 24 hours. How will they work together towards achieving the sprint goal today? Who will do what? What issues need to be tackled? The resulting plan is captured in how the team distributes work and collaborates. If a team uses a Scrum or Kanban board to visualize the work, this can be updated during the daily Scrum to reflect this plan. During sprint review, the Scrum team and invited stakeholders inspect the work that was done during the sprint. Based on what was learned from that, the attendees collaboratively decide on the next things that could be done to optimize value. Together they answer the question, now that we know this, what's next? This plan is then captured in the form of an updated product backlog and possibly an idea for a sprint goal for the next sprint. Or when we look at the sprint retrospective, the scrum team inspects how they work together as a team. Based on what was learned from that, the team plans potential improvements in collaboration and product quality and how to implement those improvements in coming sprint. The resulting plan is captured in an updated definition of done, for example, and one specific improvement to implement during the next sprint that goes on the sprint backlog. If we look at the roles, the product owner is responsible for ordering the product backlog in a way that optimizes the value it generates for stakeholders. This can be done in a myriad of ways and is done throughout the development of the product. The resulting plan on how to deliver and in which order is captured in how work is ordered on the product backlog, also in terms of what is actually on the product backlog. The Scrum Master serves the organization by planning Scrum and implementations within the organization. This is not solely the responsibility of the Scrum Master, he or she works with other Scrum Masters, product owners and whoever else is necessary to make this happen. And finally, of all the events and the roles, the development team plans on how to best deliver high quality working software during the sprint. 
They do so by considering technology, infrastructure, architecture, design, performance and usability. This necessarily requires a team to anticipate on a likely near future, given their experience and what they know at this moment. The resulting plan, which is their anticipation, is captured in suggested work for the product backlog or work on the sprint backlog and potentially the definition of done. So if we only look at the events and the roles of the Scrum framework, we can already say that there's a lot of planning going on. There are a couple of takeaways from the list that we just talked about. The first one is that in Scrum, planning is clearly not the responsibility of a single role. The product owner, Scrum Master and development team are all involved in the planning of work, but they do so from different perspectives. This is why Scrum has no place for project managers. Traditionally, the role of a project manager is to plan work, process, budget and execution. Instead, Scrum acknowledges that product development is a very complex endeavor. Planning needs to be a collaborative effort between everyone involved. Only by tapping into the collective knowledge, expertise and creativity of the people actually doing the work will we be able to work effectively. A second takeaway is that whenever we talk about plans in Scrum, we talk about plans as being a shared understanding, not necessarily, and usually not, a document. The daily plan that comes out of the daily Scrum is not a document, for example, but something that often only exists in the heads of the development team. It may be visualized on a Scrum board, if the team so desires, but this is not necessary. The same goes for other plans that we mentioned. The purpose of plans in Scrum is to get everyone on the same page on the best course of action, not downloading and sharing that knowledge in the form of a document that can be passed around. Another insight is that Scrum teams actively look ahead. Although they do so with full awareness that even a near future is difficult to predict, they work together to anticipate what might happen, but the detail of plans they create and the time they spend on creating those plans will rapidly decrease as the window moves further into the future. This is all fitting with complexity. And finally, product development is very complex, highly unpredictable endeavor. This means that a lot of planning is required as our plans change continuously. Scrum events may feel wasteful to some, but they are the minimal moments where this planning takes place and that makes them very important. Let's take a closer look at product planning in Scrum. A corollary of the myth that we're busting today is that Scrum is more of a happy-go-lucky way of building products, without a clear sense of direction or an overarching plan. This equates Scrum to going on a hike while only looking down at what's right in front of your feet, causing you to get lost in the woods, walk in circles, or stumble into a hungry bear. We have to keep in mind that Scrum is a simple yet sufficient framework for complex product delivery. It describes only the minimal boundaries. Although Scrum does not prescribe how product planning should be done in detail, this does not mean that there is no product planning going on in Scrum. A product owner that is setting up and ordering a product backlog does well to take a broad perspective. It's not a matter of just collecting all the items, all the requests from stakeholders and putting them somewhere on the product backlog. Product backlogs are never built in isolation. The first considerations come from the company vision and the business strategy. They will inform the product owner of what kind of product is needed, what features need to be part of it, and how it will generate value for the organization. Taken together, you can also call this the product vision. Because we don't deliver the product in one go, the product owner needs to think about a product strategy. 
in what rough order should features be delivered to stakeholders to generate value as soon as possible, and to also learn. If a scrum team is not releasing their increments every sprint, the product owner will also need a roadmap or release plan of some kind to give stakeholders a sense of what to expect at what points in time. Using all of the above, the product owner orders the product backlog and identifies objectives for upcoming sprints in a manner that optimizes value. The ordering and the content of the product backlog are the result of product planning, and this is an ongoing activity that continues as long as the product is being developed. And let us emphasize again here that we are not talking about hefty huge documents when we talk about plans like product strategies, roadmap or release plans. Most of the scrum teams we work with have release plans that consist of a couple dozen stickies on a wall, or maybe a drawing on a whiteboard. The same goes for product visions, for roadmaps, for product strategies. Often a good roadmap is no more than a sequence of objectives for upcoming sprints. In a very real sense, the roadmap is the product backlog on its side. In the complex environment of product development, where change is continuous, detailed plans are a form of waste, so we should spend as little time on them as necessary, especially on putting those plans on paper, where they are very difficult to change and take more time. So what are some helpful tips? We have three for you in total. The first one is, don't skip the second topic of the sprint planning. This is where the development team creates a plan for how they will deliver the work selected in the sprint backlog. We generally find it helpful to ask development teams to decompose work for the upcoming days into more fine-grained tasks. They can decompose the other work items later in the sprint. And the second tip is that although it's merely a tool, we are big fans of Roman Pichler's product vision board as a simple way to capture the product vision. We like to fill in the canvas with the entire team and stakeholders present. And final tip is that when working with departments or teams that require plans, like a marketing plan or a testing plan, don't reject them out of hand. Help them understand that product development is highly unpredictable and work together to find the simplest way to plan ahead while also remaining open to their needs. Let's move to some closing thoughts. In this episode, we busted the myth that there is no planning and there are no plans in Scrum at all. As it turns out, there is actually a lot of planning going on. The various Scrum events also generate a number of plans expressed through, for example, the product backlog, the sprint backlog, and the definition of done. The plans we create in Scrum are very different from what we traditionally understand as plans. Traditionally, they are big documents that provide detailed, step-by-step -step descriptions of what is needed. Instead, in Scrum, the focus is on planning as an activity to create shared understanding of what to do next. Although it is sometimes said that planning is useful and plans are not, we feel that this reinforces the myth by underscoring that plans are always a bad thing. In this post, we show that plans are useful, as long as they respect the complexity and unpredictability of product development. A more accurate statement would be, planning is useful, plans are helpful, detailed plans are a waste of time. We're always interested to hear your experience with this myth. What have you done? What has worked for you? Let us know in the comments. And with that, we reach the end of this episode of the Liberators Network podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for taking time out of a busy day to learn something new about Scrum. We hope that, in a small way, we have inspired you to try something new, and hopefully we can help you make your teams work more effectively with Scrum. If you're eager to learn even more, go to medium.com slash d liberators. 
And if you like listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up or like it on whatever platform you're listening on. We really appreciate your support. Having said all that, thank you for listening and see you next time. Thank you.